Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Bit of breaking news for you on this Friday morning before the weekend, and that is all change at Mercedes-Benz. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, quite literally. Now, when Formula One teams tend to make technical changes, it normally means that someone's out and on gardening leave and they bought somebody in. However, that's not the case with Mercedes-Benz. Someone has done a bit of a job swap into the job they used to do as part of Mercedes' strategy to get back to the front of the grid. Joining us on the podcast today is the man who has uncovered this story and even spoken to Toto Wolff all about it. In order to write that for Autosport.com and Autosport magazine, Jonathan Noble, what has happened? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. Obviously, Mercedes have had a quite difficult start to the 23 season. Change of car concepts coming along. Things haven't quite gelled as they wanted. Um, but we've learned that, um, or as of with immediate effect, there's been a quite a big technical reshuffle, we can call it. So James Allison, who was technical director and moved to become chief technical officer, is to go back to become technical director. And the, the old technical director, Mike Elliott, uh, is going to take his place as chief technical officer. So it's kind of a kind of a job swap, but slightly different remits. Uh, Mike Elliott's more full-time. Uh, and James Allison, back um, 24-7, de- design, well, not designing, but developing Formula 1 cars and pushing that team forwards. So what's prompted this this reshuffle? Uh, I think a bit of soul searching maybe over the coming out of the winter the team you know believed their car concept was right they were chasing you know decent levels of downforce quite a high ride height it hasn't worked um, that car fell short I think they realised before the start of the season this is why the new concept's coming and I think Mike Elliott you know has been a, been a bit of kind of looking at what he's doing what's the team doing what's what's best for the team and from what I understand and this I spoke to Toto Wolff about this quite at length is that Mike concluded that maybe his skill set wasn't ideal for the technical director role you know technical director needs someone hands on getting there pulling their sleeves up getting on with the car and I think Mike Elliott you know brilliant technical mind very you know understands technology and 
um, innovation and what a team needs. But So I think his skill set more relates to big picture stuff. And James Allison, I think, perfect for this technical director role. He's done so well at Mercedes in the past, did so well at Ferrari, did so well at um, Renault. So all those um, aspects, I think they've, they've basically shifted into positions where their skill sets play off better. Well, they were both involved in the Formula One project. So can you just explain to us the role of a modern technical director a bit more and the, and the role of CTO? Because we were told when James Allison stepped back from that day-to-day running of, of Formula One uh, that he was taking a bigger picture role, that he was working less on Formula One. He had other things he wanted to work on as well. I've worked in organisations where there's a, a CTO, and that can mean everything from it's the person ordering the new laptops to somebody who's doing kind of architecture and network stuff. So that chief technical officer role can can be quite wide ranging, but so can technical director in a modern Formula One team. They were both involved. What's really going to change? I think in terms of the terms of the responsibilities themselves, in terms of what that CTO role is and what the technical director role is, they don't change in effect. Well, they've, they've kind of swapped the people doing those roles. So. Um, the CTO role was it's big picture stuff. It's looking to the future. It's preparing Mercedes to make sure it's a successful team in five years' time, ten years' time. Um, as Toto said, you know, there's opportunities now in AI, opportunities in machine learning, opportunities in big technology. How do you maximise the team under the cost cap? These are the these are the things that they think, and Mike agrees with that. That's what he can play to. He can bring this to the bring this to the team, push that team forwards, and think two years' time, three years' time, five years' time, where does this team need to be? Whereas I think the technical director role is more, you know, where are we at now with this year's car? What can we push on? What can we improve? How quick can we get developments? What direction do we need to go on? So I think it's, it's, it's more, the, the job difference is time scale, I think, rather than um, the, the pair of them kind of moving into each other's spheres. Well, over recent weeks, there have been rumours that they were going to reshuffle the pack and pull James Allison back into Formula One. You put those questions to Toto Wolff, or at least we did, and they were denied at the time. So what's been going on behind the scenes? I think there's there's, there's many facets to this. Um, you know, stories have been around that after the start of the season, they were going to pull Allison much more into the, the Formula One project. But Toto Wolff said to me, James didn't want that. Um, you know, he stepped aside for a deliberate reason moving to CTO role to bring on the next generation to make sure the the next technical director had the responsibilities and had the chance and opportunity to do what they needed to do. So the, there was no talk of James, you know, having an extra day on the Formula One team trying to take over Mike's responsibilities. It was very much, Mike is a technical director. He does that. I'm sticking to what I do. And for James Allison, it was three days on Formula One, big picture stuff and a bit of work on the America's Cup. But when Mike went to him and said, look, I don't think my skill set is working for this job. I think actually the best thing for us is we, we change over. Then I think that James Allison instantly up for it. You know, eager to get in, get his, roll his sleeves up and push back to what he wants to do. Just push the Mercedes Formula 1 team forward. So I think it, it wasn't happening before because James didn't want it to happen because he didn't want to step on Mike's toes. But now the opportunity has come for a, a kind of a, a formal switch and a formal handover. It makes perfect sense. Well, Toto pulled the trigger after qualifying at the first event of the year and said, this concept needs changing. Hasn't the same thing happened here? He might be saying, oh, well, we let it, you know, we let the guys come to us and and, and, and they led it. But isn't that just smoothing things over in a public face? What What's really happened here? Has Toto Wolf said, 
right, I can see the problem. I've pulled the trigger. I've moved you around. Let's get on with it. I don't think so. I think I think this is something Mike's pushed for. In terms of the end conclusion is Mike went to James. Mike gave these suggestions. James was up for it. It's happened and it's gone. they've gone to Toto. But that doesn't mean there wasn't pressure on the team to do something different, look areas of weakness, work out why things haven't worked out the way they do. Because, you know, these mm. can be traced back to decisions made months ago about, you know, where are we chasing downforce on this car? What is the platform we're looking for? Um, there are many aspects there. And I think what the start of the season's done is it's triggered some soul searching. It's triggered the opportunity to look at, you know, what where did we make wrong decisions? Where is the structure strong? Where is it weak? Uh, and I think it's also a time where Mercedes are making changes and looking longer term future. Um, they're thinking where they need to be in three years time, five years time, 10 years time. Um, and I think it all all fell into that. I don't think this this was a pure case of Toto saying, Mike, right, this car's not winning. Uh, you're out. Goodbye. Um, we've seen that other teams. Uh, we've seen James Key leave McLaren. You see it many other teams where a technical director, it doesn't work and they're instantly out. I think Mercedes are very keen to point out that Mike has a skill set that is value, is highly respected by engineers, highly respected in the organisation, but his skills weren't suited to the role of technical director. And what they needed was someone like James Allison back in that position to push them forward and make steps forward they need to make quickly. Okay, so if I buy what Toto's saying, which is, Mike did some soul searching. He came and said, I've got a better skill set. And James Allison you know, agreed. In most organizations, the CTO, and you've already said this, the CTO is a very senior person, obviously, you know, often board level and thinking about big picture stuff and often reporting to owners and things like that, of which Toto is a, a team owner. Hasn't Mike Elliott here just gone above his boss's head and said, I think I need my boss's job? And that's effectively what's happened. Isn't James Allison going to report in to the guy that he's just swapped with? Well, I mean, in theory, you know, the structure is that James Allison now reports to Mike Elliott, um, which is kind of a, in, in <laughs> when you try and do it, basically, it's quite a strange structure that you, you're switching positions to earn yourself a, a promotion, in effect. Um, but I think, you know, Mercedes and Toto Wolf for years and years and years has been keen on understanding management understanding reasons for management success, reasons for management failure, um, knows that success in a in a team isn't about an individual. When people make mistakes, you know, it's not a reason to point fingers and fire them and have a blame culture. Because you have that blame culture, people get scared to make the kind of the, the decisions and the put their heads above the parapet and be brave on things. All you end up doing is having a, a system of people afraid to do anything and that doesn't work. In Formula One, you've got to take everything to the absolute limit, um, push it and be willing to take risks, be willing to go the extra mile, knowing full well that if it doesn't go right, your job's not on the line. So I think it was a culture. And I think maybe this is maybe this, this is what's kind of embellished this decision by Mike to, to go down this route, suggest it to James, and they do it, purely because, you know, there is this at Mercedes' culture of thinking bigger picture. People aren't looking out just for their own back they're thinking about the team and Toto instills this belief about the future and how we can, as an organisation, can be stronger. Um, so I think it falls more into that that area. 
Yeah, there's there's YouTube videos out there you can watch. There's articles you can read where Toto's been at business conferences or he's done talks about business culture. He he's a very much a deep thinker about how to create organisations, winning organisations um, in sport and in business, and how to maintain that high level of performance over multiple multiple periods of success. So it must be so painful for all of the team not to have that uh, to watch Red Bull be so dominant at the moment. So uh, yeah, I can't imagine some other. Uh, team principals or heads of Formula One uh, turning up at those kind of business conferences. That's what Toto does, and and that's his that's his thing really. And he's created an amazing culture at Mercedes. It is no blame, but it does. If I don't say that Mike has taken the blame for their uh, for their lack of success, it almost feels like he's he's taken one for the team. Is that, is that a good way to put it? Uh, I think he's. I think it's it's an acceptance that your skill set isn't necessarily best suited to the to the job you're in, and Formula One isn't a isn't a bus, you know isn't a business, isn't a sport, isn't a category where there's room for any passengers. If if an element of your team is one percent behind someone else and where somewhere else is, that's the difference between winning and losing. Um, it's absolutely critical, and everything has to be lined up perfectly if you're going to make the gains and be successful. Uh, and I think. You know, maybe the start of this season has just highlighted that things weren't working the way they wanted to. Mike's been in that role now for 20 months. Um, perhaps he felt it wasn't playing to playing to his strengths. You know, much more pressure as a technical director, much more spotlight on you. Um, bold decisions. You're kind of you get the if you make the mistakes, you don't make the progress. People are looking at you. Um, I think in the end, you know, he is a very talented technical minded uh, impressive engineer and I think as he accepts himself better suited to that CTA role Hello it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW. Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No well, let me pick you up on something you said there, which is um, all about taking teams with you. Let me steal a phrase from from football. You're in the you're in the paddock week in week out. You do that so that you can pick up on these stories and things like this. Otherwise, we'd just we could do everything from home, but it's important that you are there talking to people, casual conversations. Have you picked up anything at Mercedes over the last 20 months where you feel that that Mike lost the dressing room, to use that football phrase, that people weren't willing to follow him uh, You know, through the, 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 the dark days, the difficult days, in a way that they would for James Allison? Is that oh, am I being really unfair on Mike Elliott here? Yeah, I don't think it's a case of Mike having lost the dressing room and not having faith. These are you know engineering uh, teams based on engineering decisions, and it's the the success uh, 
of decisions that you made and the success of the engineering that ultimately decides the success of a Formula One team. Uh, but I think what, why Mike didn't necessarily lose it, I think what James Allison brings is that belief. You know, he's got this amazing charisma around him. Um, and I think his success in the past, the way he approaches the job, um, can act as a lift to people. It's great. I mean, when I spoke to Toto about these changes, it was quite a beautiful uh, quote from him. He says, uh, he says, what Mike's assessment was is that with James, we have a gladiator on the field and the troops are going to go through the fire for him and with him. And I think that ultimately sums it up is that if you are the technical director of a team and you're coming in, you need everyone to you know go through that extra bit. They come into work half an hour earlier. They leave half an hour later. They're willing to put up with this extra pain because they know at the end of it, there is success there. And James has achieved that success. Uh, and I think it'll be that lift. Not that Mike couldn't have got there and couldn't have delivered it uh, if the team had moved forward. But with James, they've got that instantly. Well, i got to say, I'm really impressed with this decision. I've worked places, maybe our viewers have worked places where the boss is the boss simply because he or she has been there the longest and worked their way up. That doesn't necessarily mean they'd be, they're the best boss, but people leave over time and they get promoted. And, and actually, there's so many bosses out there that really, that, that's not their natural skill set, but they end up in that place and they do a really bad job of it, almost through no fault of their own. So that's really impressive that Mercedes have been able to do this. But let me ask you one final question. We're always told everything takes a long time in Formula One. Audi are coming in in 2026 and they're just starting to work on engines now. It's three, four year time frames. Can this make any real difference to Mercedes? Yeah, of course it's going to make a difference. I think the the team wouldn't have done it if it wasn't going to make a difference. I think that the key thing is, you know, how quick that difference can come through the system. Um, in Formula One, developments take weeks from kind of design, production, manufacturing it, bringing it to the racetrack. These aren't decisions that change in one week. This is, you know, six weeks, one month, two months, three months. This is long-term project. And it's a long-term project to get that W14 where it needs to go. But I think now they have a direction. I think James will give them that lift. Will you know, the, the troops will be going through the fire with him. Um, and I think it'll give belief to them about where they're going to now. Give belief to Lewis about the decisions, you know, changes have come uh, and it can move forward. So I think, I think it's, a, it's a win-win for Mercedes. It gets James Allison back to his, an area where he's, core strengths are played to and Mike Elliott into a position where his core strengths are played to as well because you know bigger picture longer term much better suits his skill set so I think ultimately Mercedes are coming out of this stronger than they were before I think you mentioned it earlier uh, just uh, uh, in the video this happens immediately right so we're going to see when we tune in uh, to, to the coverage from Baku we're going to see James Allison back there with his headphones on getting involved the notepad out this is this happens right now yeah from what I understand James will be in um, Azerbaijan um, as technical director uh, and straight down to work there's no uh, no time to celebrate your new job and have a glass of champagne and put your feet up he'll be uh, he'll be on it <laughs> Well, that's a good place to leave it. Thank you, John. Hopefully you don't mind asking a few cheeky questions. There. I think it's actually it's a really, really good move. But, um, you know, I have to ask, have to ask if it's uh, anyone's taking the blame on this one or taking one for the team. Or what we didn't ask is maybe the drivers were behind this. What do you think? OK, let's not get too conspiracy theory about this, eh? But um, maybe Lewis Hamilton and George Russell had some input 
into that, or maybe not. We'll wait and see if it has any immediate changes with Azerbaijan next weekend, any kind of operational changes that they might want to make in the in the short term, and then some medium and long-term changes as well. We'll wait and see. That's our podcast for today. Over the weekend, we have the final of, te- uh, of this series of Kev's Top Tens podcasts. It's the second of our pre-war series, which is a bit of a gap in my knowledge, uh, so I really enjoyed the last one and learning about the pre-war stuff uh this weekend it's the top 10 pre-war grand prix drivers and these men and women were just incredible uh stories behind them so i'm looking forward to uh, that on the weekend Uh, next week we have another flat chats with codders mark gallagher and matt q and of course next weekend uh, we are off racing again after this short break so lots of reasons to stay tuned to the podcast channel thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one Podcast Network.